Okay, friends, it's festival and concert season, and you know it's all about the boots this year. That's why you need to make Tacova's your number one place for festival style this spring. And don't forget to shop their seasonal and limited edition offerings, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. We love Tacova's. They have a first wear comfort, which basically means there's no break in period. It's the best thing ever. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personal. Personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's really no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, though, just visit tecovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and they ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to For the Girls. Definitely sooner than expected, but happy to be here because some absolutely wild events have occurred that we have to dive into. So in our Hungary recap episode, we talked about Vettel's retirement and Alonso's shock announcement that he was going to Aston Martin. In the wake of that, literally mere hours after releasing our Hungarian recap episode, there was a lots of rumors that Alpine reserve driver Oscar Piastri was shopping around for a better offer, including at McLaren. Then Alpine announced that Piastri was driving for them in 2023. Things seemed a little sketchy. We'll explain. And then last yesterday evening, Piastri tweets about an hour later, I understand that without my agreement, Alpine F1 have put out a press release late this afternoon that I am driving for them next year. This is wrong, and I have not signed a contract with Alpine for 2023. I will not be driving for Alpine next year. A lot to take in. So, Cue absolute chaos in all directions. We're going to explain all the ins and outs of how we got here. And as I'm recording this, we don't know where Priastri is going yet next year, but we will speculate anyway, since that's what we're here for. We're very excited to dive in with all of you. So with that, I'm Chessa. I'm Tiggy. And I'm Sarah. So we'll give you all a quick background of what's been going on in terms of the big players and how we got here. So... As you all remember, Vettel announced his retirement right before the Hungarian Grand Prix, and Alonso announced only five days later that he was taking Vettel's seat at Aston Martin. And for more of a deep dive into this and Alonso's possible motivations, check out our Hungry Recap slash Intro to Silly Season episode. But after we recorded that, as Chess said, right after we released it, actually, news started coming out on Tuesday about how Alpine claimed they were blindsided. So Alpine principal Otmar Szafnauer basically did a little mini press conference on Tuesday and said that he thought Alpine was super close to signing Alonso, that Alonso had told him over the weekend in Hungary that he hadn't signed elsewhere, and most savagely, that Alpine found out about Alonso leaving from the Aston Martin press release. (laughs) That is so horrible. And so apparently Alpine had offered Alonso a one-year deal with an option for an extension if he was performing well, but Aston Martin apparently offered him a bit more security, like maybe two years guaranteed with an option to extend. Yeah, and one thing to note here is that Otmar was Aston Martin principal last year and has a long history with that team, which used to be called Force India. So basically, Otmar's star driver, Alonso, ditches him to go to Otmar's old team to work for Otmar's old boss, Lauren Stroll, and does not even tell Otmar. And to make matters worse, it seems like Otmar didn't really leave Aston Martin on great terms. 
he publicly said Aston Martin, <laughs> probably Lawrence Stroll, were taking responsibilities away from him. So all this to say, Otmar's week is off to a very tough start. And in a classic F1 moment, Otmar was clearly feeling petty and said to the media that he was trying to get in touch with Alonso, but that Alonso was, quote, on a boat in the Greek islands and was ghosting him. <laughs> but you can't out petty Alonso, the master of petty himself. So that was a rookie mistake. Alonso first posts Instagrams with geotags of him in a karting track in Spain. So clearly starting to respond by showing that he is very much not yachting in Greece. He is very much available <laughs> in Spain. Then right after the Piastri stuff really hits the fan, he posts a selfie video with feels like summer playing in the background, geotags a city in Spain, does a little smirk and thumbs up to the camera and adds a paradise gif. So <laughs> then he posts a picture of a very landlocked looking mountain and town. So one of the most epic subtweets we have ever seen, Alonso is sitting back with a pina colada, just enjoying this absolute mayhem he has caused. So Watching Alonso's having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Smirk is so knowing too. He knows what he's doing. Totally. He had yeah. to go into the little gift search box and type paradise to try to find <laughs> that gift. Okay, so while Alonso was watching the world burn, enter Oscar Piastri. So who on earth is Oscar? He is a 21-year-old Australian driver. He's currently the Alpine reserve driver, and he came up through the support series with the Renault Alpine team. He's a bit of a phenom. He's widely considered to be, I think, the most talented F1 caliber driver who doesn't yet have a seat this year. He entered F3 in 2020, and he won the championship that then in his rookie year. Then he entered F2 in 2021 again won the championship in his rookie year. So for a little bit of context about how great that is, the other two drivers to pull this off with consecutive F2, F3 titles are just George and Charles Leclerc. So Piastri is definitely talked to be at that level. He's currently managed by Mark Webber, a fellow Australian who was a Red Bull driver a decade ago during the Vettel glory days. So Alpine has definitely very much viewed him as a future driver for them and invested in him accordingly. They gave him a very legit reserve driver position this year compared to the reserve driver positions of a lot of other teams. So Piastri has been super involved. He hangs out in the garage on Grand Prix weekends. He gets a lot of simulator time, and he also gets a lot of on-track time testing the old Alpine cars. So definitely an up-and-runner for Alpine, and they have high hope for high hopes for him. But Alonso threw a bit of a wrench into this when Alonso made it clear earlier this season that he wanted to keep on racing and wasn't ready to retire. So Piastri wouldn't want to stay out of F1 for more than one season, just waiting in the wings for when Alonso would eventually retire. Piastri wants to drive ASAP, and he's good enough to get one. So Alpine started exploring options of what to do with him, and one thing they came up with was maybe loaning Piastri out to another team like Williams for a year or two until Alonso retired. But the problem with this is that other teams aren't super excited to spend a ton of money and resources training and supporting and getting to know a driver that they're just going to lose back to Alpine a couple years later. So as of about a week ago, the situation seemed to be that Alpine was convinced that Alonso was re-signing with them. So Piastri was just left out in the lurch a bit since Alpine hadn't yet gotten him another seat and it was unclear when Alonso would eventually retire. And reportedly, it was pretty obvious to Piastri and his team that Alonso was the priority. So Piastri probably wanted to kind of break out on his own because once you're out of racing for a while, it's hard to get back. So he definitely wouldn't want over two years on the sidelines. 
So Alpine wanted Piastri to go to Williams, but for obvious reasons, Piastri and his team weren't super jazzed about that. So Piastri and Weber were out making moves on their own and talking to other teams. And in no surprise to anyone, since there have been reports of about 10 million drivers going to McLaren, Piastri's team was, of (laughs) course, also talking to McLaren. Yes. So then... We have Alpine apparently blindsided by Alonso leaving. So as of the start of this week, Otmar is in a bit of a bind. He's lost his star driver unexpectedly and has to figure out what to do. So he's thinking, okay, great. We have trusty old Oscar to call on, who is their clear first choice. So in Otmar's little media blitz on Tuesday morning, he expresses frustration that apparently Piastri wasn't immediately on board. He said that Piastri's team was considering their options, whatever that means, very saltily. And he added an extra petty comment about how Weber wasn't responding to him. So in this little press conference, Otmar said he knew about the rumors that Piastri was in talks with McLaren, but said that Alpine contractually had dibs on Piastri for 2023 and potentially even 2024. So Otmar even referenced a previous situation in the early 2000s when Jensen Button was basically forced to drive for a team he didn't want to drive for. Check out the race's coverage of that. This was with uh, Williams and Barr. They were in this press conference, and there are a, and they're a great source. So all this to say, the vibe was that Otmar was very much aware that Piastri was shopping around, but that Otmar wanted to prevent that. So fast forward only a few hours, Alpine releases a statement that Oscar will be driving for them in 2023. It goes on Twitter. It goes on Instagram. The official F1 media channels start welcoming Oscar. It's everywhere. But immediately, it seems pretty fishy. So Otmar's press conference we just mentioned was only a few hours before when it had seemed obvious that nothing was settled and that they were aware that Piastri was exploring his options. And extra suspiciously, the Alpine release didn't have any quotes from Piastri. Piastri didn't make any public statements or post anything on social media, which of course you'd expect from a driver who just landed an F1 seat and in a coordinated media release. And then the cherry on top, extra, extra suspicious, is that this happens at like 2 a.m. in Australia. It's unknown where exactly Piastri and his team are located, but it seems like a pretty good guess that at least some of them are in Australia and peacefully asleep. And And you also all agreed, (laughs) yeah, blissfully unaware. You all agreed that this seemed very sketchy. I think at this point on our Instagram poll, it was like 85% had voted it was sketchy and did not seem legit before Oscar had tweeted anything. So now there are reports that Mark Weber was actually in London at least last week, but I was just envisioning someone at his house in Australia trying to bang down the door, being like, Mark, you've (laughs) got to wake up. (sighs) You've got to get to work, dude. So then in the now infamous tweet that I talked about, and it's been retweeted or quoted almost like 100,000 times, Piastri announces that he in fact did not sign a contract with Alpine for 2023. He would not be driving for them and that this was all done behind his back without his permission. So you truly can't make this stuff up. It's an absolute bombshell. Of course, the social media reaction was insane. We went crazy. You guys went crazy. Even other teams like Mercedes and Alfa Romeo They started tweeting popcorn emojis and memes about it. Like everyone was on board to watch the drama unfold, which I love. It's very part of my personality to watch the – to stir the pot, see it all happen. WTF1 did a Twitch stream after the initial Alpine announcement and sent the entire Twitch stream room over to the Alpine esports channel just to blast the channel with where is Oscar Piastri comments. 
they did shoeies after Piastri tweeted. So I think <laughs> everyone was super on board to watch it all unfold. So then Alpine responds a few hours later after that, that it still believed they were in the right. They were not wrong. They left up the posts about Piastri joining them, did not delete them initially. And as of our recording, no other teams have made an announcement claiming Piastri. The funniest part of all of this is that it's incredibly predictable because this exact scenario happened with McLaren and IndyCar just a few weeks ago. So as a reminder for everyone, the reigning IndyCar champion, his name is Alex Palou. He races for Chip Ganassi. And a few weeks ago, Chip put out a statement with a quote from Palou, a quote quote from Palou, about how <laughs> it was happy to have Palou stay on with them for 2023. Palou tweets shortly after that the quote is fake. This wasn't true and he won't be racing for them. Um, and then right after, McLaren and Zach Brown started blasting on socials how excited they are to have Palou as a driver for 2023. So the dispute is still ongoing. This added to all the memes about McLaren having 78 drivers for next year because <laughs> the announcement didn't really specify which series Palou would be driving in. So next year, they'll have teams in F1, IndyCar, Formula E, and more. Yeah, they are really spread all over the place. And this was all seen as a challenge to Danny Ricardo, who has faced rumors about his future all year, as we have talked about many times on this podcast. The consensus from reporting right now seems to be that Danny Rick has a McLaren contract through 2023, but that Danny has the option on his end to get out of the contract early. So it seems that McLaren can't straight up fire Danny if he doesn't agree to leave, but there's also speculation that maybe McLaren could move him to a McLaren team in a different series like Formula E or potentially buy him out. The next day, Danny Ricardo puts out a statement on social media that he is definitely driving with McLaren in 2023. So it was all so obvious that this morning, immediately after the sketchy Alpine release, everyone was like, this is definitely Palou McLaren vibes, <laughs> like not original Otmar. I'm sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> big question is, how did Otmar and the Alpine leadership think they would get away with this? One possibility is they thought Piastri would just crack under pressure and agree to drive for Alpine once it was publicly announced because he just wants an F1 seat and doesn't want to rock the boat. Another possibility is that Alpine thought they had solid intel, that they were Piastri's only real option and that he actually wasn't that far along in negotiations with other teams, but they were clearly wrong on both counts due to all of all of the chaos that has ensued and Piastri called their bluff. So now Alpine sort of looks chaotic <laughs> and uh, not on the right foot here. We all need a little extra health booth sometimes and Fleur Marche makes it easy for us to supercharge our wellness. Their botanical wellness patches have been such a fun addition to our routine. We just stick them on wherever we want. They have them for sleep, relaxation, focus, and other things. And the patch delivers ingredients to your body in a subtle but effective way and the results last up to 12 hours. Fleur Marche also has botanical gummies and their new organic nutritional powder, Green Machine. They only use the best ingredients and are tested for potency, contaminants, and heavy metals before and after production. And one of our favorite things, we also love that the company is founded and inspired by women with the mission of helping us feel 100% every single day so that we can have full energy and crush it every day. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code for the girls at checkout. Orders over $50 also get free shipping. Go to fleurmarche, F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com. Use code for the girls for 20% off your first order. Women's health is so important and balanced hormones are key for that. 
We've been loving Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth, who's committed to making women's lives easier. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, science-backed herbal extracts that help the body adapt to stressors like hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. We love it because it helps us maintain optimal hormone levels and supports our mood and general well-being. There is a reason that one bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code F1Rthegirls at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code F1Rthegirls for 15% off today. So what happens now? We have been so excited to talk about this with you all. Personally, I'm convinced that Piastri has been guaranteed a seat by another team because there's simply no way, or at least hopefully no way, that he would publicly explode his relationship with Alpine over just a chance or kind of an unformed opportunity of driving elsewhere. And where there's smoke, there's fire. So this is making me think that with all this gossip about McLaren, that he is going to McLaren Mm. because Alpine's doing really well right now. And Piastri has a long-term relationship with the team. So to me, it seems like he would only ditch them for what he thinks is better option. And so the Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari lineups are airtight locked in for next year. So that basically leaves Danny Rick's seat at McLaren as the only kind of potential opening that would be seen as as good as or better than Alpine. Because it's like, why would he start a public feud with Alpine to go to a worse team like Williams or Haas unless his management team has just surpassed Ferrari in incompetence? So the only other maybe perceived better option could be Yuki's seat at AlphaTauri, which has not been confirmed yet for next year. If maybe Red Bull made representations that then Piastri would have a good shot at Checo's seat in two years when Checo's contract is up. But Given all the McLaren rumors, that just seems more likely. And plus, there are reports that Weber was spotted with Zach Brown at Formula E in London last weekend. So, spicy. (laughs) Yeah, I agree that I think it's incredibly risky and unlikely for Piastri to publicly de-announce his guaranteed F1 seat (laughs) without something in his back pocket. So, it has to be good because I'm honestly pretty surprised Piastri wouldn't go to Alpine, even if McLaren potentially was on the table. He's been with them for over two years. He has a good chance of being a number one driver there versus likely being number two or at least duking it out with Lando at McLaren. There's stiff competition at McLaren with their millions of drivers just waiting in the wings. And the fact that McLaren is pretty stretched out over a lot of series with only, I think, a marginally better car and Alpine doesn't really feel like a plus for them. So I don't know. There is some speculation over Alpine and Renault's future in F1. So I wonder if that has played into Danny and Alonso and Piastri's sort of quick departures. If the new board is skeptical of the F1 project in general, then maybe drivers know something we don't about Alpine's future. But there are also reports that they're doubling down, hiring like crazy and building out new facilities. So who really knows? I do think like while Piastri wouldn't publicly de-announce his seat, it does seem strange that McLaren has not announced anything yet. If he really did have like a locked and loaded contract ready to go, which we'll, we'll get to that discussion. But 
a couple sidebars. One thing that's hilarious to me is that Mark Weber, Piastri's manager, is good friends with Alonso. So oh I wonder gosh, if no like, way. <laughs> Alonso <laughs> could have tipped them off earlier if they're all just like in it together. Maybe Vettel's in it too. Who knows? <laughs> and then last sidebar, but the biggest winners right now in my mind uh, are Ferrari for having all of the media coverage taken away from their clown show and onto this mess. <laughs> so they're probably grateful Actually, for this coverage. Maybe the Ferrari strategy team was that's why they did so bad at Hungary. They were just working on orchestrating this whole thing <laughs> to take it all away from themselves. Um, no, I definitely agree with the two of you. I think one, Piastri would not blow this up if he didn't have any better options or anything else secured. Like Mark Weber is a pro. He knows how F1 works. It's not like this is some rookie mistake that he's making, or at least I hope, you know, he's being guided in the right direction. Although it is debatable, like Again, you guys are right. Like, I don't think Alpine is that much worse than McLaren. Like, I actually think it should have been better for him to stay at Alpine. I think Alpine is doing better than McLaren. They seem more consistent. They're having, like, awesome races. They're fighting in the champ in the Constructors' Championship. So, yeah, I mean, my best bet would be that he'll go to McLaren. I can't see him going to any other team. And we'll have to just see how it plays out. But if it is McLaren, why haven't they announced it yet? Yeah, I think that's the the question of the year. Maybe they're deciding between the 10 million drivers they've signed on for next year, including Danny Ricardo. I, I think the main thing that this says to me is that Oscar does not have a signed ready to go contract with them for 2023 yet, or they probably would have announced it. They're probably in a bit of a bind trying to figure out how and if they can get rid of Danny and all of this is happening in such real time. Like we're talking about hours. We're talking about a few days that to put out a coordinated press release with all loose ends tied up is kind of next to impossible so soon. So I don't know. They're probably just like scrambling to figure all of this out. Yeah, I agree. I think they're probably suffering from analysis paralysis for lack of a better word. Like maybe they just have too many options right now. It does seem like they're always in the middle of the drama um, and maybe they didn't expect this all to blow up so fast. So maybe they thought they had more time to tie it all up, but they should have expected this given they were just in the middle of the boiling pot a few weeks ago. But yeah, I think I would not want to be Zach Brown at the moment having to deal with all of this. Um, <laughs> Zach Brown's probably loving this. <laughs> He's really like, I'm everywhere. Everyone's talking about me. <laughs> yeah, there's so many memes. There's that really funny meme of the F1 driver lineup for next year in the little chart they usually have it in. And it's just 20 little faces stock stacked on top of McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think maybe it's possible they just never thought this would become public so quickly. And so my instinct is that maybe they've gone behind Danny Rick's back here and simultaneously managed to promise Piastri a seat when they actually haven't figured out how to get rid of Danny yet and thought they would have time to do that. So they're scrambling to tell Danny, figure out if he would leave voluntarily, if they could buy him out, if they can move him to another series, if they could trade him with Alpine. My best guess is that that's what's going on behind the scenes right now. So that leads us to what do we think would happen to Danny Rick if <laughs> it's true that Piastri gets a McLaren seat? I think Danny's life in F1 and out of F1, his general stardom, could probably go in a million directions. But I'm holding firm on the fact that he's not leaving Formula One. He needs to have another good season. He wants that. The people want that. Two, I think Formula One knows what a golden child he's become for their up-and-coming fan base. And I think it's just in everyone's best interest to have Danny stay in F1. With that being said, he's not going to a better team. So if he's not going to be with McLaren, like I think he'll probably go to – 
the Williams or Haas to get one of those seats that might potentially open up because he's just not really going to ever drive for Ferrari or something insane. Or maybe he'll go to Alpine and just go back to his roots a little bit. He's going to the Buffalo Bills. He's going to be their new kicker. Of course. <laughs> I forget. Um, no, in all seriousness, I could definitely see Danny going back to Alpine. I think it makes sense with the history there and gives him a chance to reprove himself. But I kind of agree with maybe the hot take of he goes to Haas, takes Mick's seat, and Mick will go elsewhere. I really only say that, though, because Haas seriously needs some star power after losing all their money and not having a sponsor and – definitely something Danny could provide for them. And maybe Danny would prefer to do that or go to Williams, then walk back to Alpine with his tail between his legs. Although I guess both parties at this point have their tail between their legs. So (laughs) maybe it evens out. Like we said, McLaren could also potentially shift him around to other series like Formula E, but I, I agree that it seems unlikely he wouldn't have an F1 seat next year. Could he go to IndyCar? I I don't know. There are rumors flying around, but I I see Danny sticking an F1 for next year, just TBD on what seat it will be. That's a good idea. Maybe if he goes to Haas, Haas could lean more into the American branding since (laughs) Danny's so famous in America. (laughs) So my take is there are rumors that Danny was dialing up Altmar right when Alonso announced the news. And I think now that Piastri's gone, it might be mutually good because he might be Alpine's next best option. Danny raced for the team in 2019 and 2020 before Renault rebranded to Alpine. So he was teammates with Esteban and knows a lot of the team. So he could just easily slot back in. And as Tiggy and Chester both said, he'd bring them a lot of popularity and vibes after this meltdown. Plus, I think since McLaren and Alpine are rivals right now and constructors, I'm sure that both Danny and Alpine would love the opportunity to stick it to McLaren next year. So Alpine would want to stick it to them for stealing their driver. And Danny, because I'm sure he's salty about how McLaren has treated him. And from reporting today, it seems like Altmar is open to the idea. So we'll see. What if it's not McLaren for Piastri? So Theoretically, he could get forced to stay at Alpine, but that seems very unlikely at this point with such a fractured relationship, although I have my own thoughts about that, which we'll get to. (laughs) Theoretically, he could also have no seat, but he's so talented that if he's a free agent, that also seems unlikely. There are several seats where the contract isn't at least publicly locked in yet for next year. So Yuki's seat at AlphaTauri, Joe's seat at Alfa Romeo, Mick's seat at Haas, and both of the Williams seats. So what do we think would happen if we count out McLaren and Alpine for Piastri? I think out of those potential options, I think Joe, Alvin, and Mick are the safest here. Joe scored points as a rookie. He's performed generally well despite bad luck. And Alvin's been doing well and arguably outperforming the car. And Mick has also been on an upswing. But I do think Williams would take Piastri and kick Latifi in about (laughs) 0.05 seconds. Absolutely. (laughs) So I think that's an option. I think arguably same with Alpha Tauri. It's Yuki's second season. He's still a bit of a loose cannon and consistently underperforms. And so that could be a mutually good deal at Alpha Tauri. Yeah, I think I agree. I think the best outcome for him outside of McLaren and Alpine would be the Alpha Tauri seat unless he maybe has signed some sort of like pre-contract with McLaren for 2024 after Danny's contract is officially up and then Piastri can sort of go wherever next year, even Williams. Again, that gets into like why would Williams take a driver that they know they're 
they're going to lose the year after, but I don't know if that's, that's also a possibility. Yeah, that's definitely, a, I think that's a really good one, but I think more, more realistically, I'm going to have to go with potentially Alphatari again, like Mark Weber is helping him out is is managing him. Like, I don't think they're going to be wanting to go for a less than team. So at this point, like the best options besides Alpina McLaren could be to have like a nice drawn out contract for potentially taking a Red Bull seat many years down the line. But that does kind of leave a lot of things up to luck and and see what happens. So I think we'll have to just wait and see on that one too. Last but not least, who do we think is going to get the Alpine seat? Just rapid fire, Tiggy. I'm going to be spicy and say Piastri is still going to Alpine. Ooh. I think How a little bit a little bit reminiscent of the Jensen Button Williams and Barr contract dispute in the early 2000s where Button said that he was going to Williams instead of Barr but Barr disputed that and won. So I think there's a possibility, I'm not saying this is likely, but if any of this like Danny's contract or the Piastri Alpine agreement goes to the contract recognition board run by the FIA then depending on where they come down Piastri could potentially see himself stuck at Alpine next year. His yeah. tweet his his tweet was pretty like definitive that he would not be driving for them, but I don't know if if like a, an outside party gets involved here then I could see it happening. Imagine, Imagine redrafting the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine redrafting a tweet and being like just kidding guys, now I need to come back. <laughs> I'm going to come in hot and full send with the Danny Rick prediction. Danny Rick to Alpine. They'll make it a homecoming for him. <laughs> also, just bad vibes, I feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to and I think he'll take it in stride and make it seem like this was planned all along and it was all his idea and he'll be very happy about it. <laughs> we will leave you all with the news that Williams is making some sort of announcement in the next few hours. So stay tuned and we're excited to see how Silly Season <laughs> continues to play out. Watch that be literally like we're reciting Albon or like something <laughs> super silly and like minor, but they're making a huge deal out of it. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll see. Thank you.